1: Bet online is your number one online wagering destination bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts
2: hello and welcome back to 100 yards of football sports talk radio I am so excited to be bringing you this Super Bowl Fifty-six recap. I am your producer, Jeremiah Long, and I am joined today by the man
1: himself, Mr. Logan Landers. How's it going? Well, what's going on, Jeremiah? It's a little bit bittersweet, right? The Super Bowl—you know, the the biggest game in sports, and the last game of football for a quite a long time—it's finally over. It was a tremendous game, but I'm sad because now we have to go months without seeing some gridiron action. But we got you covered here with a bunch of amazing stuff on the show, as always.
2: Absolutely. And it is truly bittersweet. Yeah, because we had these two amazing teams come through incredible stats produced by both teams. I actually lived in Oak Ridge, Tennessee for quite a while when I was a TV Mm. producer full time. So, you know, shout out to T Higgins and everything he did scoring two amazing touchdowns in the Super Bowl. This is just a great story, whether it's a win or a lose on this final game. There are some amazing stats and some amazing players that did just incredible things throughout. We'll talk about a little bit about the commercials during the middle of the show, and I'm just excited. So, Mr. Landers, tell us what was so amazing and so life-changing and legendary about Super Bowl 56.
1: So as you see on the screen, obviously the L.A. Rams won by a score of twenty-three to twenty. I was too far off in my prediction. I thought the Bengals would win, man. I predicted a twenty-eight to twenty-one, so just a little bit off. But I felt I felt better about it once I saw the final score. I'm like, okay, I wasn't too far off, right? But a very good game overall, right? It was tight throughout. It wasn't like it was a blowout, which you never like to see. It was a good competitive game throughout all four quarters. I was thinking it might go into overtime a little bit, but It was not meant to be. So let's talk about this game. Of course, it was played in Los Angeles. The Rams were for whatever reason designated as the road team, even though they were in their home stadium. But that's just the way the the, you know the the Super Bowl works. But it was a good crowd. I thought it would be a little bit more pro-Rams, but it was actually around 50-50. But you gotta think though, there's a ton of people traveling from around the globe, right? Not even in just the US from various countries and supporting their teams, or just football fans, honestly. I mean, the amount of celebrities they showed in the stands also, you always like to see those cameos. But let's get on to the field, talk about the game and what a game it was. Of course, we hyped it up for weeks now. Joe Burrow for the Bengals, Matthew Stafford for the Rams, the new guard, the old guard, right? The veteran and the guy who's just getting his career started. And it was a very solid game. So the Rams got on the board first with a touchdown in the first quarter. With, uh, you know, Matt Stafford tossing it up to Odell Beckham Jr. And what a, what a ride he's had. I mean, just in these playoffs, he's had more stats than he had with the Browns. So, you know, the Browns fans, the owners, and everyone else who, who likes that team was kicking themselves last night, seeing their former, you know, top receivers doing good in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, though, a little bit later in the game, he did get hurt and was out for the rest of the game. But man, up until up, you know, whenever he was on the field, he was impactful, and once you saw he got hurt a little bit later on, that you had a you know a a, a a glimmer of doubt maybe that's like, oh no, it's like all right, well you lost your you know one of your top receivers right, your your one B option next to Cooper Cup. All right, what are they gonna do now? Well, like I just said, they got Cooper Cup, and as a guy who won the triple crown in receiving, what a day he had! As expected, right? Everyone thought he should have a good game, and boy did he ever. On the day, Cup had a very solid eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns, good for 11.5 average. So very solid day. And on the season, right, he was voted the best, um, the you know, the best wide receiver in football, rightfully so. Even got an MVP vote, Offensive Player of the Year in his entire season, right? 21 games, counting the playoffs, 178 catches, 2,425 yards. 22 touchdowns, like I mentioned, the triple crown for receiving, right catches, yards, and touchdowns. Also unanimous All-Pro, the most catches in a single postseason, you had 33, and also the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, this is a season work that you know our guy, Mr. Football, Vincent Turner, is going to look back on about five or ten years, right? Whenever Cup decides to hang up his cleats and say, "Man, what a amazing." Just outstanding 2021-22 season that Cooper Cup have. One of the best in NFL history. So big shout out to him. Just a, a perfect way to cap off his amazing season. Matt Stafford had a very solid day, too. 26 of 40 passing. Uh, three touchdowns. Did have two picks, though. So once, you know, especially the Super Bowl, once you get an interception, everyone starts, you know, tightening up. It's like, oh, oh no. It's like, here come the turnovers, right? But they were able to uh, to weather the storm thanks to his veteran leadership. But so, like I said, the Rams scored first, up 7 0. A little bit later on, Cincinnati was able to get on the board with a field goal from that guy, Money Mac McPherson. So looking good there. So it's a little bit, you know, still, still tight, just a four point ball game. Then the Rams strike again. Another touchdown, right? Starting off the second quarter hot. This time it went to Cooper Cup, like I mentioned. He got a good pass there, but. They missed the extra point they were going for it. They bobbled it. They tried to, you know, make scramble and make something out of it. Was not able to happen, though. So then that makes it uh they only have 13 on the board instead of 14. And like I always say, special teams is what matters most in these big games. So the Rams are lucky that they didn't come back to haunt them. So like I said, they're up 13 to 7 now. Or excuse me, uh 13-3. Up next, right? The very next possession, the Bengals drive down the field, they get a touchdown. And, man, what what a what a crazy play that was, right? You saw Joe Mixon, the running back, getting involved there at the end of the goal line and tossing it up to, like you said, your boy T. Higgins for that touchdown on the board, making it even closer. And you always like to see trick plays, right? They always leave them leave them out the rest of the regular season. And then the biggest game of their lives, they just decide to throw something out there. Yeah, we'll have the running back throw the ball. So you like to see that. You like to see a little bit of trickery. Um, that's always fun for some highlights, right? So, still a very solid game, right? Go, getting into halftime close enough. But you see Matt Stafford throws an interception a little bit later on. You think that the Bengals, right, they, they, they might have a chance to do something they cannot capitalize. And right near the two minute warning, that is brutal. Once you get any form of, of turnover, whether it's fumbles, interceptions, you got to make the most of it. So, that made it being 13 to 10 at halftime. Guys, what's more important than peace of mind? I'll tell you what, it's nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, because let's face it, there's a bunch of them, it's more important than ever to be sure you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryptions to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a flow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com believe, or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Jeremiah, I'm gonna let you take things over, man. Cause as someone who was heavily involved in acting also Absolutely. And uh, along with, uh, some of the too.
2: Yeah, it was definitely star studded. I will tell you that. Like um, I was watching I was anticipating because as an actor here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm always looking out to see, do I see any of my compatriots? Do I see any other actors that I know? Do I see any places that I know? Because some some commercials are actually filmed in Atlanta. And then as I come up, I, I hear the showdown coming on from Electric Lights Orchestra. I hear the music set. I see Steve Buscemi. And then I see Peyton Manning. And then I see Alex Morgan. And I see uh, Jimmy Butler. And I see... Uh, serena williams and then right mm-hmm. before i saw serena williams i see my roommates right beside yeah. of manning bowling and i was like so excited yes to see my roommate in a super bowl commercial and which has aired a whole bunch more times since then we've seen it um we saw it uh, on youtube as an ad right, saw yep. it on twitter as an ad saw it on instagram as an ad everywhere yeah and you know besides that um that amazing super bowl commercial which was called superior bowl which is like where they take <sighs> And the behind the scenes I now know of that is they took a bowling alley that was no longer, you know, even in shape to be used anymore. And the entire production company and Michelob and everybody came in and in the course of 48 hours, remodeled, revitalized and rebuilt that old um, that old bowling alley into a full Michelob bowling alley for the commercial, which still stands as a full bowling alley now. Wow. And this was only done back in December. So it's just like very recent. <laughs> Yeah, so it's some amazing work there. I also saw some other just incredible commercials. I liked a lot. Um, the funniest one that I saw was for Coinbase, which was just a QR code that belts right. like a newspaper just on the screen. <laughs> okay, so here's the funniest part. I don't know if you tried it or not, but most for most people, the QR code did not work.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the website crashed. It didn't work.
2: Yeah. So that All was a great. That money, try
1: right a nice forever
2: for sure but you probably had millions of people hitting that qr code at the same okay. time
1: <laughs> no doubt <laughs> so, man that so was yeah. crazy
2: i definitely and i was super enjoying all of the the fanfare on the the before the game started as well that's another thing i really enjoyed about this game is that the about maybe three hours or so before the game started at 6.30, me and my roommate put uh, put the TV on and just were watching a lot of the pregame coverage. And I was so excited to see the devotion of the NFL, of the Players Association, and the broadcasters to highlight Black History Month, to highlight diversity and inclusion and, you know, all of the the different aspects of culture that can be honored, you know, through the game itself, and then the other big aspect, in a totally different sense, that I thought was amazing was NBC happened to land the Super Bowl and the Olympics on the same day for the first time in history, and right. so, uh, yeah, and the, as far as we know, you know, in the was it the fifty-six times we've had the Super Bowl. This is the first time that the Olympics have ever lined up on the same day as the Super Bowl. So what an amazing you know way to continue things on. I definitely kept watching the Olympics after the amazing Super Bowl that we watched because I was so pumped up to keep watching sports. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so that's a great windfall for NBC as well who had both the, the rights to air both of those on their channel. So, yeah, as we get through the 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 halftime, I was very excited. I was also really pumped to see where everything was at coming into the second half. And so, yeah, as we come into that second half, bro, I was pumped. Everybody was pumped. We, mm-hmm. we saw the greatest performance of all time for the Super Bowl halftime show with Dr. Dre, Snoop, 50 Cent, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. It was absolutely stunning. And uh, the best meme I saw earlier was um, – it, it was from twitter and it said people from people born from 1985 to 1995 were watching the super bowl show and thinking oh i'm so glad they have all this younger music and not like the <laughs> music for old people like the rolling stones and then right. the, it says and then 10 seconds passed by and they realized something very important <laughs> these are oldies <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I think every song that was that was on that. um the greatest hits, you know, montage yesterday Mm -hmm. during the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't think any of those songs were less than 10 years old.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I think they were all at a little bit of time on them.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, these are thought of as classic songs at this point, which is great to see that, you know, um, that hip hop and even what, you know, we used to think of as gangster rap has hit the classic rock kind of genre Mm -hmm. and adult contemporary genre as we think of it. Um, So, yeah, as we came back into the second half of the game, uh, I was on the edge of my seat. So, Mr. Logan Landers, tells, where did we go from there?
1: Yeah, so like you said, man, that halftime show was amazing. We couldn't get that in Atlanta. Come on. We couldn't get that for the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You would have thought that would have been the perfect time for it. But, hey, nonetheless, though, it was awesome. Uh, I don't know if you saw Jeremiah, but the kicker for uh, for the Bengals, Evan McPherson, was out there watching the show. He said that he always stays out, watches the halftime shows. He doesn't go back to the locker rooms, just what he's done since college so you saw him they showed him on the jumbotron he was smiling and waving having a great time and man what a great start to the second half right first possession first play joe burrow 75 yarder to t higgins now i will say though the refs did miss a call with the pass with the uh the face mask there is pretty clear once you saw in the replay and look i mean the referees aren't going to see everything, but it's the biggest game of the year. you got to be as good as you can be. And a little bit later on, they had, they were throwing flags like crazy uh, at the goal line. But, you know, up to that point, it has been a, it was a pretty clean game. Not many flags on your side, lot, a whole lot of penalties. But I think once you got a little bit later on down the line, it's, you know, they were getting a little more tense. That's when they started getting flags thrown left and right, just because of the intensity of the game. So you got, you know, it, I, I guess their job, but you never like to see flags thrown. Uh, But so one wasn't thrown there, gave the Bengals the lead 17-13. And, man, they tried their best to hold on to it. Then the next drive, right? First play for Matt Stafford, interception right there from Owusie. So then you think, all right, the Bengals are cooking now. They got the touchdown, the first play. They just got an interception. They come back. They get a field goal, right? That's fine. You would have loved to see maybe another touchdown, but they did get some points on the board nonetheless. So then that makes it 20-13 to 13 in favor of the Bengals. The Rams come right back, get a field goal of their own, uh, and they, they make it 16-20, to 20, pretty close. Then you see a couple of series, right? You see the defense stepping up, a bunch of punts on both sides. We're getting close to the end here, getting close to the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, man, that is when you see Matt Stafford shine throughout his entire career, and he did it again. With about two minutes left, right? Going down into to the one minute, one and a half minute mark, you see, like I mentioned, all those all those uh, flags kept flying out with uh, guys offside, holding, pass interference—you name it. People, everyone was grabbing at each other because they were on the goal line and they were trying to get in and get a uh, you know get that score to give them the lead. But in the end, right with about a minute twenty-five left in the fourth quarter, you see it, man. Matt Stafford tosses it up to Cooper Cup. Right there, give him the lead 23 to 20. Uh the Bengals, their final drive, right? They still got a little bit of time left. They can make something happen. You see Joe Burrow, right? He tries to get something going, goes to Chase, goes to Boyd. They try and hurry up, about under a minute left. They throw it to um it's third and one, right? This is close to the end. They give it to Samajay P. which I'm not sure why Joe Mixon wasn't in the ball game at that point. Maybe he might have been hurt. Who knows? But they give it to the backup. He doesn't get it. And then they try it one more time, right? Last play of the game, fourth and one, right at about the half, uh, the 50 the yard line. Joe Burrow gets pressured as he did pretty much the whole game. Has to make something out of nothing. Tosses it to P. Ryan. A little bit of, of a broken play, obviously. They can't get it. Rams get the ball. They kneel it out. And they become your Super Bowl 56 champions. But what a, what a, what a good day for the Bengals. Let me just give them. Their are because they played their hearts out. No one thought they should be here, and they made a very close game, right? They could have easily won that game if they would have just executed a little bit better. Only lost by three. Like I said, it's a very commendable. Joe Burrow did what he always does, right? 23-33, 263, a touchdown, no interceptions. You can't get a whole lot better than that. Um, but like we mentioned in, in the pregame show last week, in the preview, the offensive line was not very good. He was sacked a total of seven times throughout the ball game. So if if I'm if I'm the offensive lineman, the offensive lineman coach, I'm a little bit worried after this game because I, I might not be here next season just based off of this fact. And the fact, let's not forget, at one point Burrow was sacked and it looked like he was hurt. He limped off the field. You didn't know if he was going to come back or not. But he did. He toughed it out. You know who knows if he has any minor injuries, right? But once you saw him go down you just feared for the worst because that's what everybody said in the in the 2021 draft saying they need to get some offensive line help they need to and here they were in the Super Bowl he got sacked 7 times and that was ultimately you know what led to uh didn't help to him winning and but man to the Rams defense they played a great ball game Aaron Donald two sacks right we already know what kind of career he's had full rookie of the year all pro all you know, one of the best defensive linemen, one of the best rushers and whatnot in the NFL. Finally got capped off with a ring. Uh, Darius Williams, Taylor Rapp. Let's not forget, hey, Taylor Rapp, right? After the game, everyone's excited. He proposed to his uh, girlfriend, now fiance. So, yeah, you'd like to see all those uh, stories there. Big shout out to uh, Van Jefferson, also the wide receiver for the uh, for the um, Rams, right? Had a solid day, right? He got a Super Bowl ring, had a couple of catches. But then, after the game is when when all that really started to get crazy because his wife had gone into labor. So he grabbed his daughter, rushed out the stadium, and it said, "I think at uh, seven o'clock, you know, wins Super Bowl fifty-six, nine thirty at night. Uh, his second daughter is born. So what? What a great night for him, man! He gets a Super Bowl win, gets another amazing, you know, amazing daughter in his life. So a tremendous day for him and his family." Uh, and it's just like all the, all the all the small stories you see, right? You see at the end, Matt Stafford with his kids, his wife, enjoying the Super Bowl. Happy for him, man. Uh, former Georgia Bulldog gets a ring after, you know, being in Detroit for so long, knowing he was a good player but just could never, never a playoff win. Moves over to Los Angeles. His first season wins a Super Bowl. And it, you just love to see it, right? And it was pretty much all him because the rushing game, you know, much to the Bengals' credit, they they didn't do nothing. I mean, 23 carries for 43 yards, that's not really going on for anything. Under two yards per carry. Um, like I mentioned, you mentioned T. Higgins, right? Great game. Four catches for 100 yards, two touchdowns. Jamar Chase had that amazing, like, one-handed, bobbled catch uh, that he laid out for. Her. He had four, uh, five catches on the day for 89 yards. Tyler Boyd, a very good third option there uh, with five options – or, excuse me, with five catches. Uh, the defense, right, they played tough, too. They, they did their best. Couldn't stop them really at the goal line. Uh, the corners got just kept getting burnt. Uh, Logan Wilson had a great day, had uh, nine tackles, and they, they tried their best. Only got two sacks on uh, on mass staff for both of those thanks to Sam Hubbard. And one more thing, man, Eric Weddle, this man was retired about a month ago. He said, "All right, my secondary, they're they're all hurt, right? I need to come out of retirement." Gets a Super Bowl. <laughs> Gets a Super Bowl victory. I think he got hurt partially, made uh, something with his leg, I pr- I might be sure. But he did get a small injury, right? Hopefully it doesn't make oh, – excuse me, it's a torn pec, I believe. So he got a torn pec, but he'll trade it for a Super Bowl. And he said, all right, I'm re-retiring. So man came off the couch, played a couple of weeks, got a torn pec, but in the end got a Super Bowl ring. And what just a, a very – you know, th- th- this is like it was a team of destiny, right? The Rams – Once they picked up Von Miller, who also had a a great day, right? Uh, Also, you know, he joins a very small group that have won a Super Bowl ring in the AFC and now the NFC. So he's won in both conferences. Uh, Like I mentioned, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Ashawn Robinson, Taylor Rapp, all of those guys, right? A tremendous day. The the Rams' defense looked great. The offense was clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, they won it in front of their home stadium. You can't get much better than that. So congrats to the Rams, your Super Bowl 56 champions. If you're the Bengals, don't hang your head. You might be back here just next year. And just imagine once they get some draft, once they go to the draft and pick up some guys, once they get free agency, because now, right, Cincinnati is going to be a hot spot for play, for uh, free agents to go. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the Bengals can do this offseason, retool a little bit, you know, get some get some more players in there and see if they can get back to Super Bowl next year. Once again, congrats to the Los Angeles Rams, your Super Bowl 56 champions.
2: Absolutely. Congratulations to the LA Rams. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals for making it all the way to the Super Bowl. There's definitely nothing to be sad about. This is an absolute top level performance by both teams. And just like you said, Cincinnati has set themselves up to be the team of destiny to actually have incredible players coming towards them. You've got so many more players coming out of high school and into college and are currently in college. That are now thinking about Cincinnati where they may not have been thinking about them before. They're like, okay, this is where I can go. I can get time on the field. I can be with an aggressive, incredible coaching staff and that, you know, they have plans. They're not just sitting back on their laurels. They want to grow and they want to prove something. So that's huge. That's so huge. Shout out to all the advertisers, to all the commercials. Mm-hmm. I really feel like this was a great win this year for the Super Bowl, for all that. I will tell you one thing, you know, um uh, just as a side note, you know, on our other NFT podcast, we talk a lot about everything going on in that community. That's one thing that a lot of people were uh, surprised to not see. I only okay. remember actually I saw a couple of crypto um crypto buying, you know, platforms that were on all there right. like FTX and crypto.com, but I only remember hearing one reference to nfts throughout the entire super bowl commercial pack and that was on the pizza hut ad that started off right at the beginning with um with the dude going well i don't know do you know what nfts are And he's like i don't know what that is and that is literally the only reference i saw that was it yeah so that was a that was an interesting thing to see and that means that we are still super early in that world too so yeah all of our great fans were so excited and so happy that you joined us for our super bowl recap and I hope that, I don't know, do you think that they're ready for what we're about to do with these draft
1: prospects? Oh, man. Hey, now that, now that all the games are finally over, now, we're like I said, we've already been in full draft mode, man. I don't, we've probably man. done close to 100 draft prospects. We've been doing it since probably, what, November, December. Mm-hmm. And every single week, right, twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, we do probably, what, five, probably at least five draft prospects, maybe more per week. So mm-hmm. we are getting geared up for the draft, some exclusive behind the scenes some looks you're never going to get anywhere else with former draft scouts former players we got some really good hookups man and we got a ton of draft content down the pipe before we end our show today we'd like to mention one more time this show is presented by bet online
2: Absolutely. So everybody watching or listening to the show, thank you so much. And I hope you are ready for the incredible programming that we have ready for you that we are about to bust out. Like Mr. Landers has said, we have been bringing you over 100 draft previews already. And now that the season has wrapped from that side of it and we get into the planning and the preparation and the speculation about what's going to happen next season, where players will move who has the juice to really go big and really do it we will be talking about this in depth every single show and if you're watching us live on twitch or youtube or on facebook thank you so much and if you're listening to our podcast thank you again but if you're not listening to our podcast now is the perfect time to join us at 100 yards of football wherever you listen to podcasts whether it's over on spotify apple podcasts overcast amazon several other amazing platforms that we absolutely love and we endorse every single platform that carries our podcast and we've come to you every single week with our great partnership with the believe podcast network so the believe podcast network is who helps us to get our show everywhere plus all the hard work behind the scenes from our host here logan landers who puts in incredible work to make sure our podcast comes out and that When you get to go there, when you subscribe to our podcast, one thing you're going to love is that we will send you notifications through Spotify or through Apple Podcasts or whatever telling you whenever our new episodes drop. And so you can always stay up. We'll always have new content that you can enjoy. If you are into draft prospects and learning about who will be the hottest players coming out, you are not going to want to miss listening to this. So when you're on your way to work in the morning, when you're at your office or if you work from home, when you're at your lunch break, when you're on your evening part of your day, and when you're driving home or if you stay in your car all day long because you're an Uber driver, a delivery driver, a big rig truck driver, we will be there with you. We have over 600 episodes of our podcast ready to listen to at any time that you would love to listen to them. And the best part is, so we have all these great draft prospects, right? Well, you can go back to last year and listen to draft prospects, see how we did. You can also listen to our history specials that are completely evergreen, which means you can listen to them anytime, and we will break down amazing stories of the historic teams through the ages. We'll have interviews live with amazing players who made it great, including NFL football greats, Super Bowl legends, high school and college legends. And the players and the coaching staff that made it all come together with our incredible team, including our host, Mr. Logan Landers, our founder, Mr. Vincent Turner, 12-time NFL vet Bobby Butler, and sometimes we even bring in our coaching expert, Kevin yeah. Bull Jones, to round out all of our amazing coverage. And so just expect us to have these, this and even more great guests from around the NFL sports broadcasting world here on our show every week. So, I am your producer, Jeremiah Long, and you've been listening to our recap of Super Bowl 56 between the Cincinnati Bengals and the LA Rams. Mr. Logan Landers was our host, and we'll be right back with another live episode. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on, and who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners.